All right, all right, all right. What's up, my friends? Michael Gebbin here, your mind mechanic, to bring you another episode of The Wealthy Creator Show, where every week I dive in and dig deep one-on-one into the minds of creators to see what is holding them back from living a wealthy life, both personally and professionally. So every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, inside the How to Become a Wealthy Content Creator Facebook group, I go live. So it is free to join that group, and you can join that group by going to Facebook and searching how to become a wealthy content creator and clicking join. So if you'd like to be coached like the creators on these episodes, just click the Zoom link on the Facebook Live and join in. Let's rock and roll, my friends. Here we go. Hello. Hello, you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? Great, fantastic. Good. Well, my original question you've answered in the okay, last 15 minutes, so that's fantastic. Okay, but still, it's kind of my eternal question. I'm lucky enough to have a long, a successful career in video production, and uh, but lately, you know, there's one skill, basically live streaming, that we've been very successful at. Okay. But you know, I'm I'm trying to kind of re refocus and remarket who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what you're saying, I think I know this down deep, I need to focus on one skill. Not live broadcasting, not documentaries, not reality, but one that I really have a passion for and I believe there, I believe there's a market for it would be multi-camera live streaming. Okay. But I just have in my gut, I'm like, but I can do all these other things like what you were yeah. talking about. Yeah, I get it. It's like, <laughs> where do I do that? How do I just give all that rest of that up? In fact, just last week, we wrote two tr- reality treatments for okay. our company, you know? And it's like, I just can't help myself, right? Yeah. But, but by doing everything, I can focus on one thing and really... So how much support do you have? Because I think there's a big difference. People sometimes try, I keep using the analogy, they try to run McDonald's by themselves and it's kind of impossible. Um, you know, Richard Branson has 300 businesses plus, but Richard Branson isn't running 300 businesses. He's, he's that visionary, right? He comes up with yeah. the concept, he now has the money and he can put the people in place and it gets executed. Some of those businesses work and some of them don't, even being Richard Branson um, and putting the best in place. Sometimes some of the ideas just don't pan out for one reason or another, but other people, they're diluting their attention, but they're overall one person and they don't get a lot of support. So that from a business perspective, can be a problem. From a fulfillment perspective, that's a whole other thing because I'm not here to eliminate things people genuinely love to do, but I see my own life and others very clearly that from a business perspective, if we don't get Richard Branson type support and we're running too many businesses, the likelihood they're all not doing very well um, versus when we can have that laser focus in a direction. Um, so where where's that sit with the diversity of things you're trying to offer? Like how many people help you with your business or how much support do you We went from hiring people Mm full-time to I've got about five or six people who work part-time as contractors. Okay. And they're all over the country. And so they've got different skill sets that I use them for. Mm -hmm. But that's true. I don't have, you know, my really good assistants I've had in the past. They've gone on to do bigger and better things. Thank goodness for them too. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this stuff falls on me. So, and that's a challenge, absolutely a challenge. So a lot of that, that's why I just think I need to let that go. Um, and how much, so you just, right now, just get random things because you've been in business so long, so you never know whether you're going to have a reality thing. Got, a I've got thing. two uh, longtime clients. Okay. And um, 
it's it's network network sports. Okay. So, uh, and that whole business is kind of up in the air to what you were talking about earlier. You know, there's no yeah. live sports and such. Yeah. Uh, one of them is based in Europe. The other one's based here in the States. Okay. And so, and that's been good. That's been very good for us. Um, but I'm just seeing a, a need out there for the, the live streaming, which we are absolute experts at. Okay. But I really haven't promoted that because I thought, well, the network production is more important and um so what would it so what would it look like because what i i think at times we have the things that have already they're on like a pseudo autopilot it Mm -hmm. just doesn't you don't really have to do much right now with the, the network worlds in limbo it's there if if it picks back up but it doesn't take a lot of mental bandwidth for you to do anything it's just there so now it's like you can put energy into something else and it's just a matter of what do you want to put that into? And if your heart is, is guided towards this specific area, I mean, I, I, I've been getting in a lot of the spiritual woo-woo. I mean, for a long time, I grew up Catholic. Then I stopped going to church after I filmed weddings and I was getting treated poorly in the Catholic church. I'm, <laughs> I'm not making this religious or anything else, but like I really just went into limbo land for a decade. And in the last couple of years, I started to get more into just the woo-woo land, the spiritual, you know, people could say you're kind of crazy, a little weird. And at the beginning I thought it, and a lot of it's making sense and it's resonating with me. And the more I've seen when I have just followed my gut, followed my heart, uh, I, I'm usually not disappointed. But when I've gone against that based on, what were you saying here too? I'm not saying like other, but my current business and family feeling bad for that. So you're saying that you're not focused on NLC. Was that the question you said you don't have? That was anything? the original question because to your point, there's so much material. Where do I focus? There are so many uh, different Zoom seminars I can go on to. There's yep. so much to do. And I've got to run my own business. I've got to do things with my family. And I've just got to kind of get my uh, fields in place. Everything from accounting to all the other stuff, just running my business I've got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, God help me if I want to redo my website myself. Because, and I went on trying to look for um, uh, virtual assistants. Yeah. And that just got me confused. Because I know I need help with virtual assistants and others to do some of this stuff. To your point, I don't have time to learn Google ads. I think we could absolutely execute those types of um, campaigns, but I don't have the time or really the interest to learn all about Google ads or Facebook ads. I understand that. Yep. So like when we decide to do that, I need to find somebody who knows that, hire that person to run that part of it. So, so stop for one second. Tell me right now, what your heart and gut says an ideal business would look like right now. If you could, if I would magic wand it, boom, Rob, you got the business that you've been dreaming about. Don't think about the course, what's in it or not in it, what you should or shouldn't do, what all the other possibilities are, or that's, yes, this, but just imagine for one second, what just comes out of you that you think about, man, if we could have it set up this way and do this, that would be awesome. We provide multi-camera live streaming solutions for companies, organizations, businesses that already have content, but they don't know how to execute that content online. Okay. Okay. What would your role be within that? What would you be doing? Hopefully earning money while I sleep. 
<laughs> what activity, if you didn't need money, would you be doing? Um, you know, I'm the CEO or executive producer okay. and coordinating. You know, I'm very good at uh, listening to clients um, to a fault and then uh, delivering a solution for them based okay. on the technical and the creative and the real budget they have. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, the reality, because I always ask that question about the, the money thing, because to me, uh, people like yourself, most people in here who have any kind of drive don't really desire to technically not do anything, right? There's a little bit of that hint of, and I know that's not, but there's that hint when we say make money while I sleep that I don't want to do anything. Like I just, I have all these things I want to do, which then that would be the question, right? If you were making money while you slept, what would you be doing? Right? What would you do with that time? And I have some more to say, but what, what would you do with well, that Well, probably developing new protocols and researching new okay. workflows that are, you know, really kind of over the hill workflows. Mm -hmm. Things okay. that I, I'm seeing. Uh, I've been really lucky to be involved with all the different types of organizations and companies I've been involved with. Um, but a lot of it is they're not utilizing the efficiencies of technology. Mm -hmm. And um, I just know there's so many people in NLC who are talented, talented creators, mm -hmm. videographers. Yep. And I, I have a hard time finding those people even to hire as freelancers. Mm -hmm. And it's probably just because of my, uh, my outreach hasn't been, focused on the right areas. So I know there's a lot to be done out there in this world of videographer, video production, but, well, there's no but there, I guess. Um, and I just, I just see there's so much potential. It's not just the networks. It's not just the cable. You know, there's so much distribution platforms, so many distribution platforms, so many people need video to be created, to be executed for them. So many, so many. Do you more prefer, more. you're very convincing here right now. I'm, 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 I'm thinking things through. You're saying, do you, the question I asked earlier, do you prefer people over computers? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. That's what I thought too. Um, yeah. So I would imagine I had, if you listen to two interviews, uh, you don't have to, but if you were to listen to these two, I'm happy to share them with you. But there's a guy named Ryan Hanlon and a guy named Ronnie Gordon. And Ron, Ryan Hanlon is a guy that I hired. He used to work for a decade at the Four Seasons. He was out in La Jolla for a while, then he came to St. Louis, Missouri. He's always been from my town of Alton, Illinois. His parents kept following me. And when he came back to St. Louis, he's like, you gotta meet this kid, Gebs. He's, he's got this little company he's running, you know? I think you guys would connect. And, and we did a little project together and then facetiously, he's kinda like, oh, I really, I, I, you know, uh, I really could probably help you out. And I was thinking, this was about the 2010 thing I was talking about earlier. I'm like, oh, really? And he, he just kind of said it because he's like, you know, when, we, when, when I talk to you, you're great. When we shot together, you're great. But outside of that, you're difficult to get a hold of. You don't, you know, don't respond to emails. How long is that going to take to get done? And all this stuff. And he just was like, gosh, I, I could probably really help you. And that was the time I was really just sick of everything. I'm like, God, I know what I love to do, but I'd spend more of my time doing shit I don't want to do all the time. Um, and so I spent the next nine months having conversations with him. I ended up in that specific scenario, full transparency. I, I, I had somebody else in my life. They co-signed on a loan. It was a $75,000 line of credit to give him the certainty that with his wife and two kids, he could quit his job and come work with a kid who was 10 years younger than him, uh, leaving the four seasons. And 
he did. And that next year was the, the couple of years we went from, you know, I never grossed more than 160,000. Then we did almost 275. Then we did almost 375 and parted ways. And I was kind of semi lost ever since. But uh, because something I'm happy to, to take off, I've said some of it today, but not trying to hold anything back, but just for the sake of time. But the thing is with Ryan, we doubled not because I like he got more clients or or I had different people come in, but he was better at dealing with people and following up and maintaining those people than I was. I was better just meeting people and be like, hey, here's Ryan. Hey, here's Ryan. And so when I stayed in that role, out shooting and connecting um, and, and throwing it to him, it just worked. We just flowed rather than when I would just take on what I could. And then once I was full, I'm like, well, I'll just Maybe someday, it's the most illogical thing, but I'm like, well, I'll email them in nine months when I might need work. That was stupid. I mean, I know it's stupid, but I would do that. That's how I would think. I'm like, I don't have any more time to do anything else. So then Ryan separated. Now, here's the key. Ryan is this suave, smooth talking, you know, you would look or hear him and, and see, oh, that's probably why Ryan's successful, okay? And Ryan's gotten his business about three hundred dollars to $400,000 a year. He scoots schools and nonprofits. The average project's fifteen dollars to $25,000. He has on tap between one to two shooters regularly that are contractors and two to three editors that'll go through the projects. All in all, he probably spends $125,000, maybe $150,000 a year on people. Um, and then the rest really is him. But he stays in the people role always. He doesn't learn how to edit. He even said during the whole crony thing, you think I'm effing going to learn how to edit or do Premiere Pro? Are you kidding me? No, that's not... Like that is not where he's going to spend any time. He spends it all in relationships, emailing, connecting, talking, selling, and vision and all that. And then has the editors and shooters involved on every single project, no matter what. Now, contrast that with Ronnie. Ronnie was a guy who came, dabbled in video for a decade, found me in 2015. And the year before he got let go from his job, got a severance, spent $12,000 and made a grand. We spend time together and I'm asking, what would you do if you did any money? He said, poker runs. He goes, I love boat races. I filmed them for four years for free, but I'm filming weddings and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm doing all these things. But he never had this permission that poker runs could be that thing that he could do. Within five months of us connecting, he got a $50,000 deal with poker runs. Uh, three or four years later, I guess it was the end of 2018, he sold his company for $450,000 to a cruise line. Um, he's done almost a million dollars. He's ultimately in the same time as Ryan, generated more money. And if you listen to Ronnie, he doesn't sound like the most, I love him. We've talked about this publicly. Like he's still kind of, you'd never guess that he'd be, his website's horrible. Like his work, he had an event once where I was like, Ronnie, were there two crews at this job? Because the videos on the company's site that you said you were doing it for are way different than the ones you're putting up. And he's like, no, no, that was my crew. I just wanted to play around. So he would just play around. But the certainty and confidence in his ability to know, I don't really want to learn any of this stuff. And Deb's finally made me believe I don't have to. He was just really good at making connections and building relationships. And he was doing it in the areas he was most competent. So it was the boat race world. He would just talk about the boats, the boobs, the, the racing, the chrome, and have conversations and then sell the service to them and then hire pros. So he could get 20 grand and spend 10 getting the pros rather than not having the confidence to charge a grand for his own services and not getting it. Um, and so it was so fascinating to see him get to $350,000 equally as Ryan and spend, you know, 75 to a hundred thousand dollars himself 
and they're very different people. But he had the confidence to go, I don't have to learn. I don't want to learn really how to shoot. I thought I did. I thought I had to learn all these things. I thought I needed a website. I changed my website every few months. And then he didn't do anything with any of that. And what I want to say to end on this is I guarantee with who you are and what you've done in your life and what you know that you're great at in regards to the services that the people need, that in your pocket right now are plenty without ads and cold outreach and all these other methods of, of acquiring people, one-to-one-to-one-to-one, having conversations and being able to be clear about what you offer, having people to execute. You wouldn't need a website. You wouldn't need anything but your ability to, to talk to the people you already have relationships with. Nate has done some of this. He took people who's on this call, Nathan Moffat, you guys might connect. He's already taken one job where he used to do his basic service before he got into NLC and came to them and they had just hired an ad uh, person for 90 days. But he still got an $18,000 consulting job to kind of oversee what those ad people are going to do. And he didn't have to worry about the ads. Now, afterwards, he can end up hiring people or whatever. But the point is, like, that stuff was in the palm of his hands already. But he wasn't positioning that to those people and thought he needed to go elsewhere. And so I believe in my heart that you have the people through the years of being in this, in this world, that you have the connections and the relationships that a lot of people in LLC wish they had because they might have the technical talent, but they do not have the ability or have spent the years connecting and fostering and building relationships and being able to communicate and sell to high level executives and big companies and organizations that you've been able to. Um, and so, I don't know, what's that, uh, how's that sit with you? That was one of my wonderful dissertations and rants there. <laughs> no, you're, you're spot on. And I need to uh, find myself the focus to do that. Even I've written down, and I've written this list down multiple times over the last three months. And I just, I need to persevere and just focus in on it. And I've got to uh, set so my So tell agenda. me, let's dig through that for a second. Because if this list is, you keep doing it, but it's not going anywhere. And there's a little bit of this, I'd like to set something up that hopefully is autopilot versus for my life and the people I like to help, it's to create, like, you get to do what you like every day. It's not about ends to the means. Like, I have this, I've spent all this time building this so that now I can do that. Because I just find people have a very difficult time building something successful enough with the, that they'd never do if they didn't have to or they don't want to do. Because you'll never put the energy and focus into it because your mind's always hoping something else will come that'll be the thing you want to do. And, and so what on that list do you have there that you're so attached to and, and having a hard time unattaching or letting go? You know, um, probably broadcast sports. That's where I started in this business 25 years ago. Okay. And so broadcast sports, I know that business really well. I know those people, but I also see the, the failings of it and where it is. Okay. And, um, you know, I read a book a couple of years ago. You may have heard of it, The 4-Hour Workweek. And it taught me some really good principles that I've gotten away from. Yep. And I need to get back to that. And I think you've talked about it since in NLC. We're really in the morning, the first four or five hours in the morning is where I've really got to focus on things. Yeah. And then the conference calls and stuff for me really have to happen in the afternoon. Okay. Yep, that's um, perfect. And that's, that's what I've got to get back to. And instead of doing some other things in the mornings, I've got to, uh, 
I, I, it's again, I know what I have to do. I know I have to eat better. I know I, you know, all the things you know you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's just like, I've got to get into it. But the pain of what's currently happening isn't obviously, and what I've found is, is at times, uh, we, we do a lot of things to avoid pain and suffering. So for some reason right now, what you're doing is still comfortable enough that you're not driven to do the other thing. Right? It's not a big enough vision. It's not compelling enough for you to wake up fired up to work on it. And, and that's what I find is, is, is when we can get behind the thing we're doing because we, we really want to do it. It's not, a, again, an ends to a means or I hope I could build this thing so that then I can make money while I sleep. But rather, what, again, would you do with the time you know, that you now got autopilot money per se, right? Like, mm -hmm. what would you do? Because for me, I've, I've worked with myself and the coaches I've worked with and the people I've worked with so that we design our lives so that it's spent getting to do the maximum amount in whatever level. I've talked recently about this kind of life's recipe. We've got all these ingredients. You've got all these different things that you might like to do. And it's like salt. Some people don't like any salt and some people like a ton. And if you're a person who doesn't like salt and I hand you my food that I doused with salt, you're gonna think it tastes like crap. But the fact is, I don't care because I don't, I'm not eating your food. You're not eating my food, really. Like, I like a lot of salt. Like, I, I, don't, I don't actually personally, but, you know, I don't like a lot of salt. And so that's fine. I don't put a lot of salt on mine. So like bike riding, I like riding my bike. But, you know, normally Monday through Friday, I might ride my bike for 30, 40 minutes. But on a Saturday, I might go out for five hours. But I don't want to go out Monday through Friday. I'm not looking to create a lifestyle where I can ride my bike five hours a day every day or that I'm going to make my money being a professional bike rider and be Lance Armstrong. I don't have enough passion there, but I like riding my bike. So I found the rhythm of how much – and do I ride it every day? When it's nice, I do. But again, I found that rhythm of a day-to-day, -day, how much of that I like. And so it's taking all these things – and things you don't like, to me, it is an elimination. Like if you don't like it, some things like for weddings, when I started to grow, a, a, I didn't hate them initially, I still never did. I just grew a gap for how much I really desired to do them anymore. And that was around 2011. Ironically, not knowing probably much of my background, but I, you know, I, I looked Tim Ferriss in the face and you got kids, plug your ears, but I said, you fucked up my life. Uh, Cause I got the film for Tim Ferriss and that's what really opened up all my doors. Cause I read that book changed the whole trajectory of my life. And uh, yeah, so that book has a, a big meaning in my life in more ways than mm -hmm. one. It's what opened up my doors to Tony Robbins and all these things. But um, it's, it's that through all this time, I have identified all these things that I like or dislike. And, you know, really Tim is about elimination, right? Either eliminating entirely or getting help if it's something that you need to have within the thing you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's it. But to me, not eliminating things you love. And too many times we're, we're crossing things off or trying to, we, we, we're having somebody try to get it off that we, we like it. Um, it's just how passionate are you to really need to make a business? I mean, I had a training day with a gal once who did photography. Then she thought, I want to do video. I'm going to do this with this guy, me, and, and I'm going to learn how to do video. And I didn't talk any about video. And I just talked about what I always now talk about, the kind of stuff we're doing here. At the end of the day, she was in tears and said, thank God I did this. Now I know I don't want to do video. I did a podcast episode with her years later. And it was like, well, what was that? She goes, well, I liked video, but I didn't have enough passion to do all that would be necessary to really build a video production company. Like it was a great vision or dream. But when you talked to me, I got clear that I don't have enough drive to ever make, like that dream will never become a reality. The drive isn't inside of me. Um, doesn't mean it's not possible. For sure would have been, but I didn't really want to do what would be necessary. And so 
when you say, or I want to say the wedding thing real quick. So 2011 is when that happened, but it, it took me a number of years. It was my primary source of income. So I didn't have to do anything for that to continue to come in. So I started spending my time in the other areas. And then 2011 fast, 2012, 2013, by 2014, I did like five weddings and I never shot another, another wedding since. So some things you can eliminate immediately while other things you leave and you just, you have the vision you can get out. Some don't think they can get out. For some reason they feel caged in by that thing and it's always going to be there and they, they can't get rid of it. But sometimes you can either eliminate now if your life so is set up that way or some things you just, you know, you're going to get out and you're working towards it and you let that thing run on its pseudo autopilot, doing what you need to do when they come in, taking it, say yes, while your main mental focus is in the direction that you'd like to go in. Um, so you don't have to eliminate that thing immediately. And I would, I would ask as well, is what you're wanting to do, does it fit within the world that you already had been in? Or does it just, there's no synchronicities there? Oh, it fits in it. It definitely fits in it. Perfect. Yep. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't, the thing you're currently doing doesn't per se fit the vision you have. Is that right? Is that what I'm hearing though? No, it, it fits the vision I have. It's, um, what's the letting go of that? Did I hear that right? I want to make sure I'm not confused there. Cause you, you yeah, I really don't want to produce reality TV anymore. Okay. But, so that's the thing. But if the, or, or certain other types of, 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 of television, which I'm sure people on this call are thinking, are you fucking kidding me? You know? Yeah, I get it. I but, shot for a company in St. Louis called Cool Fire Media and they had some fast and loud and different shows that made it. I had a show that was on own. I shot the pilot for, I was making a, over a thousand dollars a day to just be a camera operator when other camera operators barely making four or $500. And I shot for about a year and a half for them. Um, and I stopped, I hated it. I just, yeah. and people can't understand if you've never experienced something where it's like, yeah, others might desire it. It might be right for them and they might love it, but we're all different. That's the whole point of the salt story, right? We all have these different ingredients and different levels of which we like to do something and some things we don't like at all. And it's our curse, but it's someone else's blessing. And so don't, apologize that something that someone else would be like, damn, Rob, what an ass, man. Like, I can't believe you. What are you pissing that down the drain? Like, I'd love to have that. And if that person comes along, then maybe you should collaborate to start handing things over to that person, you know, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. It was, it was a season of your life, maybe many, many seasons. And now it, it, it doesn't hold what it does and that's okay. There's no need to beat yourself up or apologize or anything else, you know that. And so in the interim, you know, you can take on some of it if, it if it's financial right now, but your focus is in where you're wanting to go and be not in that area. And so I'm always a big, take it on a little bit right now, but don't put any other energy or focus or mental bandwidth into it. Just put it into the other space. Um, and websites and all these other things, I wouldn't worry about any of that. Focus where you are. You're, you, I would imagine from what you're saying, you're like Ronnie, you're like Ryan. You have an ability to open up doors most would really love to open up but can't uh, much like myself and you're able to, to talk to people and connect and communicate and make deals happen and then start making those deals happen that you'd like to make using the skills that you're really great at and then start finding those people um, I love Ronnie dearly and we, again we've talked about this I'm not trying to shame him behind his back but if if, if Ronnie can find the people and the help and the support to put these deals together he put together um, I really talk to most people, talk to someone like yourself and know that it's possible for you. But one reason or another, the world has 
detracted you from that, that inner confidence to know I'm focusing there. That's where I'm a genius at. And I'm going to stay in my lane and get people who are in a genius in their lane, like people in NLC, potentially even some of them that you could collaborate with and then um, pull those projects together like that versus, uh, you know, Rob needing to learn all these things that Rob has zero desire to learn, thus procrastinating, not getting anything done. And, you know, in your mind, probably wasting time. <laughs> that's exactly it. No, that's good. No, this is, this has been very helpful. Thank you. I appreciate cool. it. Man. Good. Feel good, good then right now? I do. Thank you. All right, buddy. Good. Keep me posted. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do. Right. Appreciate it. Bye.